Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Father, we thank you for this broadcast today. We give you the honor and the praise and the glory for everything that was done in that meeting in Nigeria, and we, we give you the praise and the glory for everything that's done on this broadcast today, for you are Lord, <laughs> and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm telling you, I just can't wait for you to see what happened in there today. There, there was over 4,000 preachers in this room, there are pastors there from all over the world. Pastors that, that pastor some of the biggest churches on earth. Now, where we were in the day services was in the, in the chapel. The evening services was in the largest church building in the world. Seats over 50,000 people, and they've got 100,000 seats in the overflow. Praise God. You're going to like this. Built to last. Everything that is lasting must have a solid foundation. Nothing will last unless it is built on God's Word. No ministry. No ministry can be built successfully on the personality of its pastor, the personality of the ones in ministry office. No, no. Now, Having a good personality is fine, but you can't build a ministry on that. You cannot build a ministry on the gifts of the Spirit. You can't do that. You will eventually go spiritually bankrupt. And the thing that happens when a person begins to build a ministry on the gifts of the Spirit, now don't misunderstand me. I, oh, I do, I believe in the manifestations of the Spirit of God. I live in it. These things manifest in my life. But a person that attempts to build a ministry around that will come to the place where he or she will attempt to perform. And these manifestations are as the Spirit will. And there are times, as he wills, when there won't be manifestations. Many, many times that's because there needs to be firm teaching of the word. Amen. So, what do you build a ministry upon? Faith in God's word. Faith in his love, faith, love, hope, these three. Can you say amen? amen? All right. Built to last. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, please. 
And we will look in the 16th chapter. of Matthew's gospel, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? They said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Jesus answered unto him, blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This rock foundation I will build my church on the rock of revealed knowledge. Unless God reveals, unless he opens our understanding to the word, then it's just head knowledge. Amen. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Not wondered about, known. How do you know the will of God? God's will and his word are one and the same. He doesn't will one thing and say another. Now, revealed knowledge or revelation knowledge is knowledge that comes directly from the Holy Spirit within you to your spirit and then to your mind, not the other way around. In natural carnal Education and so, which is, which is not a bad thing, but that's just what it is, just natural education. That is gained through the five physical senses. Amen. It's gained by listening or reading through the senses. So we could rightly call that sense knowledge. And it isn't a bad thing but it's not the best. And if sense knowledge is the only thing you have of the word of God, all you have is religion. Amen. Amen. Now, faith 
does not walk by direction of the five physical senses. We do not walk by sight or by what we feel. If all you believe is something you can see or something you can feel, you're still in your head. You're still in your five physical senses. And faith is not of the head. Faith is of the spirit, the heart of man. Amen. Say this. I'm not moved by what I see or by what I feel. I am moved by what I believe and I believe God's eternal word. Wow. Now, when you move over into that arena, you're hearing, you're seeing, but the information is not just going to your mind. The information is going through your eye gates and your ear gates into your heart. And you just be going along and you're hearing pastor preach or you're hearing bishop preach or, or maybe you're doing the preaching and you see the light go off in somebody's face and a big smile comes up, you know they got it. They may have heard it time and time and time and time again, but that day they got it. You've had that happen to you? Read the same scripture over and over and over, but one day you heard it. One day it got down in your heart and you said, whoa. And you punched the person next to you and said, did you see that? He said, no, I didn't see anything. What are, what are you talking about? And you think, what's the matter with you, man? <laughs> Hallelujah. You didn't see something with your natural eye. You saw something with the eye of your spirit. Now, Jesus said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He that hath eyes to see, let him see. Huh? Well, everybody had these ears. He's talking about the eyes and ear of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, that is the rock upon which Jesus has built the church. Who do you say that I am? They say, well, some of them say you're John the Baptist, you know, some of them say you this, some of them say you that. And Peter jumped up and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Suddenly he got it. None of the rest of them at that point knew who he was. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, no, thank you, Lord. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now, <clears throat> I'd like to spend a lot of time in that, 
But the Lord said, no, you need to go. <clears throat> now, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, please. I said this to our morning class. And uh, for the benefit of those that were not here this morning, I want to say this to you. The Lord led me some time ago to read the book of 1 John every day. It's only five chapters. Here we're talking about revelation that most Christian people do not have. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about I'm not talking about religious people. I'm talking about born again, Holy Ghost, baptized, tongue-talking Christians. Most of them don't know what we're going to see tonight. And you need to read that little book over and over and over and over and over again till it gets down in your spirit being. 16th verse, chapter 4. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. We understand that God is love, but don't believe it. He doesn't have love. He is love. Dwell on it. Dwell on it. Dwell on it. The word love, particularly to English-speaking people, has become a slang word. Don't you love my new suit? No, I don't love it. God is love. Well, I just love my mother's pie. I love my mother and I enjoy the pie. I don't love pie. I don't love popcorn. I don't love pizza. I, well, I, uh, but that's what people say all the time because of a lack of honor for that word love because God is love and there needs to be great reverence when you say that word. We love God and we love his word and we're, we love people. Glory to God. We love the gospel. We love preaching. We love healing. We, we, we love seeing people get baptized in the Holy Ghost and set free. But we don't love things. We enjoy things, but we don't love them. Love not the things of this world. Okay, and then the apostle Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, tell those that are rich in this world 
not to be high-minded, ready to distribute. For God gives us all things richly to enjoy. You know why he does that? Because he loves you. He is love. He's not against things. He's not against you having things. He's not against you having money and more money than you need so you can help somebody else. God needs you healed. God needs you strong. God needs you rich and well supplied. There's far too many poor people in the earth and it's time you and I did something about it. And just giving to the poor is only temporary. It's when you preach the gospel to the poor that it changes things. Amen? amen. Say amen if you believe. Amen. Yes, glory. Now, <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. The word God for the most part I'm talking about in the English language, came out of European theology and mostly German back many, many, many years ago. God has names. <laughs> he wasn't just called God. He has names. Hey, Tracy. You got a name, brother. Yes, sir. That's your name, then. Yes, uh-huh. God's name is El Shaddai. The God that's more than enough. <laughs> oh, that's one of his names. He is Jehovah Rapha. That's one of his names. He's the healer. Hallelujah. See, for, for healing to pass away, God would have to change his name, and that is not going to happen. Can you see where we're going with this? We just call him God. No. No, there's much more to him than that. Hallelujah. When he came up to Abraham in the 17th chapter of Genesis, he said, I am the almighty God. Actually, what he said was, I am El Shaddai. I'm the God that's more than and I'm going to make covenant with you. Whoa. How would you like for somebody to walk up to you and say, I am the almighty God. What? I am the God that's more than enough. And I love you, little man. <laughs> Oh, can you, can, you, can you stand it? No, I can't. That's what, that's what joy comes from. Man. 
God coming to a man. Just a plain, just, just a plain man. And say, I am the almighty God. And I want you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you. I don't see how you sit there. I can't stand it. But then I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and I come to a place like this where God is honored and the praise of God is in the heart and lips of men and women like David and Faith Oedipal. And you see what faith in God has done. And you begin to understand that we are covenanted to the one who loves you. The one who gave himself for you. The one who went to hell for you. Love did that for you. Love bore your sickness, diseases, weaknesses, and pain. Love took your sin in his own body on the tree. Love did that. Amen. Amen. Burned in hell for three days and nights. Bore what no man ever before him bore, neither shall any man after him bear it, because no man bore it all. But he did. Why? Because he loves you. That is agape, Abba, Father, the loving Father. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.